Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 7, you will hear stories from our 8th collection, Lost and Found. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. First Day of My Life by John S. Vecellio. I hated fourth grade in Chatham Elementary. My teacher was impatient, always angry and mean. I knew she hated us, and I lived in mortal fear of her. Of all the things said to me by teachers in all the years of my education, I can quote one thing she said with absolute confidence. I'm gonna smack your jaws. It was a clear reflection of her attitude toward me and my fellow classmates. One winter morning, I had to go to the bathroom. I was afraid of raising my hand to ask permission to go, so I decided to wait the 30-odd minutes until morning recess. 20 minutes till recess, I was hurting. 10 minutes, I was in agony. 5 minutes, I could hold it no longer, and I lost it. I wet my corduroy knickers. I was nine years old and I had wet my pants in school. I was mortified. When the bell rang for recess, I was paralyzed with embarrassment and I stayed in my seat. Somebody asked me why I wasn't going out to play and I mumbled something about not feeling well. Class started again and I was sure everyone was staring at me. My kidneys jumped into double overdrive and kept filling my bladder to overflowing again. I could not raise my hand to get permission to go to the bathroom because everyone would see my wet corduroy knickers. I was caught between the need to go and my unwillingness to embarrass myself before my classmates. I could not hold it and I relieved myself again. I sat rigid in my chair, looking straight ahead, making eye contact with no one, holding back tears with every power within me. Every muscle in my body was rigid, except, of course, the ones controlling my bladder. At lunchtime, I did not move. I was locked in my seat. Again, after lunch, my kidneys went back into overdrive, and I kept going. I relieved myself. I went. I did number one. I whizzed. I peed. I pee-peed. I weed. I wee-weed. I tinkled. My corduroy knickers were saturated. My chair filled up and overflowed. It ran down my leg and drenched my knee-high stockings. It ran over the edge of my chair and began to drip. Each drip sounded louder and louder to me, like pebbles falling on a tin roof. The drips turned into a puddle under my chair. The puddle turned into a lake. A tiny rivulet left the lake, became a stream, and then a river flowing over the uneven floor to the edge of the classroom. I looked straight ahead, stone-faced. The class was unusually silent, I thought. None of the normal whispers, talking, or activity. I was locked in shame. I was bright crimson, not mere scarlet, with embarrassment. 
I learned forever the meaning of the words shame, embarrassment, and mortification, experiencing each in double measure. I was afraid I was going to die. I was afraid I was not going to die. Fear gripped me. Oh, my God, she's going to make me go to the board and do arithmetic. She's going to make me stand and read aloud in front of the class. Oh, God, please, no fire drill. At afternoon recess, the class rushed out and avoided looking at me. One of the girls in class came over to me, put her hand on my shoulder, and said, Are you okay? I will never forget her simple act of kindness and genuine concern. When school let out, I waited until everyone had left. Then I ran from the room, ran out of the school, and ran home, my corduroy knickers swish-swishing all the way. The cold got to the moisture in my pants, and I felt like I was freezing. When I got home, with tears streaming down my face, I told my grandmother what had happened. She helped me off with my clothes, heated a kettle, and made me a warm bath. The next day, I had to go to school. No excuse would have worked. As I walked to school, I anticipated the giggles, the whispers, the taunts. I could imagine the groups pointing at me and laughing. But I found that day to be an experience of unsurpassed grace. Not one of my classmates said or did anything to call attention to my disaster. Not that day or ever. Everything that day was normal, and they treated me as if nothing had happened. Buddy Hames still came over to play catch. Gary James still invited me to his house to work on model airplanes. And Ann Whitehead still tried to kiss me after Sunday school. My fourth grade teacher had not known what to do or what to say, so she did nothing. A few months later, she sent me off, jaws unsmacked, to the fifth grade and to a dear, sweet teacher who loved me. Copyright 2023, John S. Ficellio. John S. Ficellio published Guess What's in My Garden in 2014 and Bacon, Grease, and Baseball in 2018. He wrote a monthly garden column for 10 years and was a contributing writer for Carolina Gardener magazine. He is a master gardener. His blog, A Walk in the Garden, has reached readers in over 140 countries and can be seen at johnsficellio.com. He served 24 years in the U.S. Navy and worked as a computer systems project manager in industry. He lives in Matthews, North Carolina, and is a member of the Charlotte Writers Club. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the eight anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.